fear not. Welcome to His Word Heals. Today's program will be the second half of our new video, Mystery Babylon the Great, Who is the Daughter of Babel? which you can watch in its entirety for free on our website at www.hiswordheals.com under the videos link. In last week's half of the program, we looked at the Hebrew word for Babylon, or Babel, and the implications of its letters in conjunction with its meaning. Then we looked at the history of ancient Babylon and compared its demise with what Jeremiah prophesied in chapters 50 and 51. We saw that Jeremiah 50 and 51 were not completely fulfilled in the fall of ancient Babylon. As a matter of fact, most of those two chapters have not been fulfilled as prophesied at all. Therefore, either Jeremiah is a false prophet, or there will be, or already is, an end times Babylon which will fall completely and exactly as Jeremiah prophesied, by civil war, collapse, and invasion by an assembly or of great nations from the north, at which time those that belong to Yahweh are told to let Jerusalem come to their minds, and to come out of and flee Babylon to proclaim the judgment of Yahweh in Zion. I don't believe Jeremiah is a false prophet, so the latter option has to be true. There is an end times Babylon, or daughter of Babel, that will fall as Sodom and Gomorrah, never to be inhabited again. With that in mind, we looked at the top candidates for Babylon, assuming this end times Babylon is in existence today, and that its fall may happen sometime in the not-so-distant future. In other words, if Jeremiah's prophecy of chapters 50 and 51, which is also prophesied in Revelation, were to come to pass in our day, who would Jeremiah and Revelation most likely be talking or prophesying about? We ended last week's half of this program and video looking at the history of Revelation's mystery Babylon's sorceries and witchcrafts, or in the Greek, pharmakia. Most of you probably know, or at least can figure out, through the obviousness of the word pharmakia, that it means drugs since our modern word for pharmacy comes from the Greek word pharmakia, which is behind the word sorceries or witchcrafts in Revelation. Mystery Babylon deceives all the nations with her drug enchantments or sorceries. There are several other clues we went over that help us pinpoint the identity of just who Mystery Babylon might be, but this clue having to do with deceiving the whole world with pharmakia is a major clue that basically nails down who Mystery Babylon would be if Jeremiah and Revelation are to be fulfilled in our time. So that is where we will pick up and begin this week with the history of the modern worldwide pharmaceutical industry. We'll start today's program by looking at one of the main judgments or prophecies given regarding end times Babylon in Revelation 18.23. The ISR version of 1823 says, And the light of the lamp shall not shine in you any more at all, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you any more at all. For your merchants were the great ones of the earth, for by your drug sorceries all the nations were led astray. And the Tree of Life version of verse 23 says, And the light of the lamp shall never shine in you again, and the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall never be heard in you again. For your businessmen were the tycoons of the world, for all the nations were deceived by your sorceries. Again, the word sorceries is pharmakia. Who or what company founded the world's multi-trillion dollar modern pharmaceutical industry. 
If you guessed Nelson Rockefeller, Rockefeller Foundation, and Rockefeller University, you would be correct. What city is home of this founding conglomerate? If you guessed New York City, New York, USA, you would be correct. What world body helped export the standardization of modern pharmaceuticals? If you guessed the United Nations, you would be correct. Where is the United Nations located? If you said New York City, New York, USA, you would be correct. Here are some links to interesting articles that you can check out for yourself, which I am also posting below this video and on our website. You can check out the rest of them on your own, and please do so. Don't take our word for any of this. Do some research on your own, and I think you'll be very surprised at what you find. I want to read you one very interesting article found at ShellyBelcourt.com, Big Pharma, the History of Pharmaceutical Companies, the Pharma Cartel. And I did check out a lot of the history that she has in this timeline. It does seem to be accurate. So this is just a very good summary of the history of uh, pharmaceuticals around the world. 1911, May 15th, the Supreme Court of the U.S. finds John Rockefeller and his trust guilty of corruption, illegal business practices, and racketeering. As a result of this decision, the entire Rockefeller Standard Oil Trust, the world's largest corporation of its time, was sentenced to be dismantled. But Rockefeller was already above the Supreme Court and did not care about the decision. 1913, in order to disperse public and political pressure on him and other robber barons, Rockefeller uses a trick called philanthropy, whereby the illegal gains from his robber practices in the oil business are used to launch the Rockefeller Foundation. This tax haven was used to strategically take over the healthcare sector in the U.S. The Rockefeller Foundation was the front organization for a new global business venture of Rockefeller and his accomplices. This new venture was called the pharmaceutical investment business. Donations from the Rockefeller Foundation went only to medical schools and hospitals. These institutions had become missionaries of a new breed of companies, the manufacturers of patented synthetic drugs. This was also the time when the first vitamins were discovered. It soon became clear, however, that these natural molecules had life-saving health benefits and that they were able to prevent many chronic health conditions. The first books appeared with research subsequently abandoned about the health benefits of vitamins. These newly discovered molecules had only one disadvantage. They were not patentable. Thus, in its first years of existence, the pharmaceutical investment business already faced a mortal threat. Vitamins and other micronutrients promoted as public health programs would prohibit the development of any sizable investment business based on patented drugs. The elimination of this unwanted competition from natural micronutrients therefore became a question of life and death for the pharmaceutical business. 1918, the Rockefeller Foundation uses the Spanish flu epidemic and the media that it already controlled by this time to start a witch hunt on all forms of medicine that were not covered by its patents. Within the next 15 years, all medical schools in the U.S., most hospitals, and the American Medical Association all essentially became pawns on the chessboard of Rockefeller's strategy to subjugate the entire healthcare sector under the monopoly of his pharmaceutical investment business. Disguised as a Mother Teresa, the Rockefeller Foundation was also used to conquer foreign countries and entire continents for the pharmaceutical investment business. Just as Rockefeller himself had done a few decades previously with his petrochemical investment business. 1925. On the other side of the Atlantic, in Germany, the first chemical pharmaceutical cartel is founded there in order to compete with Rockefeller's quest for control of the global drug market. Led by the German multinationals Bayer, BASF, and Hoest, and the IG Farben cartel was founded with a total number of employees surpassed.
surpassing 80,000. The race for global control was on. 1929, November 29th, the Rockefeller Cartel USA and the IG Farben Cartel Germany decided to divide the entire globe into interest spheres, the very same crime Rockefeller had been sentenced for 18 years earlier, when his trust had divided up the U.S. into interest zones. 1932 and 1933, the IG Farman Cartel, equally insatiable, decides to no longer be bound by the 1929 constraints. They support an uprising German politician who promises IG Farben to militarily conquer the world for them. With millions of dollars in election campaign donations, this politician seized power in Germany, turned the German democracy into a dictatorship, and kept his promise to launch his conquest war, a war that soon became known as World War II. In each and every country, Hitler's Wehrmacht invaded. The first act was to rob the chemical, petrochemical, and pharmaceutical industries and assign them free of charge to the IG Farben Empire. 1942 through 1945, in order to cement its global leadership with patented drugs, the IG Farben cartel tests its patented pharmaceutical substances on concentration camp inmates in Auschwitz, Dachau, and many other sites. The fees for conducting these inhumane studies were transferred directly from the bank accounts of Bayer, Hoest, and BASF to the bank accounts of the SS, who operated the concentration camps. 1945, IG Farben's plan to take control of the global oil and drug markets has failed. The U.S. and other Allied forces won World War II. Nevertheless, many U.S. and Allied soldiers had lost their lives during the conflict, and the Allies' reward was little compared to the rewards of others. The corporate shares of the losers, IG Farben, went to the Rockefeller Trust, USA, and Rothschild, J.P. Morgan, U.K., 1947. In the Nuremberg War Crimes Tribunal, 24 managers from Bayer, BASF, Hoest, and other executives of the IG Farben cartel were tried for crimes against humanity. These crimes included leading wars of aggression, instituting slavery, and committing mass murder. In in his final pleading, U.S. Chief Prosecutor Telford Taylor summarized the crimes committed by these corporate criminals with the following words, Without IG Farben, the Second World War would not have been possible. Amazingly, the real culprits for the death of 60 million people in World War II, the IG Farben executives, received the mildest verdicts. Even these executives directly responsible for the crimes in IG Auschwitz only received a maximum of 12 years in jail. Surprised? You shouldn't be. By 1944, Nelson Rockefeller had already entered the executive branch of the U.S. government. He started off as Undersecretary of State and ended up a few years later as Special Advisor of President Truman for Special Affairs. In other words, at critical junctures of the 20th centuries, the Rockefeller interests took direct charge. They decided the post-war shape of the world and the distribution of its wealth. As such, under the influence of the U.S. State Department, the verdicts in Nuremberg against IG Farben managers can easily be explained. In return for taking over the corporate shares of IG Farben, and thereby global control of the oil and drug business, Nelson Rockefeller made sure that the real culprits of World War II were not hanged. In fact, as we will see, they were needed. 1949. The Federal Republic of Germany was founded. This was the first time in history that the constitution and society of an industrialized nation could be planned and molded as a fortress of the pharmaceutical investment business, a transatlantic outpost of the Rockefeller interests. Within only a few years, the IG Farben managers sentenced in Nuremberg were released from jail and put back into their previous positions as stakeholder of the Rockefeller's interests. Fritz Thier 
Ter-Mir, for example, sentenced to 12 years in jail for his crimes in Auschwitz, was back as chairman of the board of Germany's largest pharmaceutical multinational, Bayer, by 1963, 1945-1949. The role of the Rockefeller brothers was not limited to their taking over the global monopolies of the oil and drug businesses. They also needed to create the political framework for these businesses to thrive. Under their influence, therefore, the United Nations was founded in 1945 in San Francisco to seize political control of the post-war world. Three countries, leading drug export nations, had all the say, and 200 other nations were rendered mere spectators. Founded as organizations to allegedly serve the well-being of the people of the world, the UN subsidiary organizations, such as the World Health Organization, or WHO, and the World Trade Organization, WTO, soon turned out to be nothing more than the political arm of the global oil and drug interests. 1963. On behalf of the Rockefeller interests, the government of the pharmaceutical Banana Republic, Germany, spearheaded one of the most infamous efforts ever made within the United Nations. Under the pretense of consumer protection, it launched a four-decade-long crusade to outlaw vitamin therapies and other natural, non-patentable health approaches in all member countries of the United Nations. The goal was to simply ban any and all competition for the multi-billion dollar business with patented drugs. The plan was a simple copy for the entire world of what had already been accomplished in America in the 1920s, a monopoly on health care for the investment business with patented drugs. Since the marketplace for the pharmaceutical investment business depends upon the continued existence of diseases, the drugs it developed were not intended to prevent, cure, or eradicate disease. Thus, the goal of the global strategy was to monopolize health for billions of people with pills that nearly merely cover symptoms but hardly ever address the root cause of disease. The deprivation of billions of people from having access to life-saving information about health benefits of natural health approaches while at the same time establishing a monopoly with largely ineffective and frequently toxic patented drugs cause disease and death in genocidal proportions. Here's an interesting site for you to peruse if you want to see exactly what patents Rockefeller has. I just put in Rockefeller in the search area for at uh, Justia Patents, which can be found at patents.justia.com. Again, that's patents.justia.com. I have gone through 41 pages of these patents, and I'm only to 1985. So they started with uh, most recent patents, and you can go back in time, and I'm on page 41. As you can see, there are a lot of patents on each page, and these are all for Rockefeller University, and they all have to do with medical and drugs. And again, I'm on probably about two dozen on each page. I'm on page 41. Um, it looks like the farthest you can go back is 42 pages. I finally came to the end, and that's from 1977. So I believe that Rockefeller has patents from even before that, and you can probably find those online as well by going to the U.S. Patent Office. But this is an interesting website. Check it out, patents.justia.com. And here are just a few more um, interesting websites for you to look at. Mapping the world's wealthiest cities is found at www.visualcapitalist.com. And you can see that New York City is the wealthiest city in the world, 
with a total wealth of $3 trillion. So there's another mark um, in favor of New York City being end times Babylon. Then we have worldatlas.com, biggest pharmaceutical markets in the world by country. The United States has the largest pharmaceutical market in the world with a value of $339,000 or that's $339,694,000. Today we've looked at the Hebrew name Babylon and its meaning and implication, which could be the two houses being yoked and led astray or off to destruction through the mixing of wickedness and decadence. We saw that Jeremiah's prophecies in Jeremiah 50 and 51 were not fulfilled in the disappearance from history of ancient Babylon. We were then introduced to the idea that Jeremiah was more likely prophesying an end-time Babylonian-like entity with an end-time physical location that will be utterly destroyed and burned uh, to be inhabited no more, as is also witnessed and described in detail in Revelation. We saw that regarding mixing and mingling or genetically altering and mixing up our Creator's creation, the United States is the leader in this technology. The U.S. is also the so-called melting pot of the world, where all cultures are mixed and melted together, losing their original identity. And lastly, we saw that the world's leading importer of goods and founder of the worldwide standardized pharmaceutical industry is the United States. All of this, world trade, the creation of the modern pharmaceutical or pharmacia industry, and the United Nations, which includes the World Trade Organization and the World Health Organization, are all founded and or based out of one city, New York City. New York City also has the One World Tower of Babel. If our Messiah doesn't tarry much longer and Revelation were to be fulfilled in our day, these facts certainly point to New York City and by extension the United States as being Babylon the Great, or at the very least the physical headquarters of the daughter of Babylon, which according to scripture will be utterly destroyed and burned and uninhabitable. If you begin to see the events of Jeremiah 50 and 51 come to pass, for example, civil unrest or civil conflict, check, I think we see that already, and an invasion from the north, please consider what we are instructed to do numerous times in Jeremiah 50 and 51 when Babylon falls. Jeremiah 50 verses 4 and 5. In those days at that time, declares Yahweh, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Yehudah together, weeping as they come, and seek Yahweh their Elohim. They shall ask the way to Zion, their faces toward it. Come and let us join ourselves to Yahweh in an everlasting covenant never to be forgotten. Jeremiah 50 verse 8 Flee from the mist of Babel, come out of the land of the Chaldeans, and be as rams before the flock. Again, repeatedly in Revelation, we are told to come out of her, my people. Jeremiah 50 verses 23 How the hammer of all the earth has been cut off and broken. How Babel has become a ruin among the nations. Jeremiah 50 verse 28 Listen, they flee and escape from the land of Babel to declare in Zion the vengeance of Yahweh our Elohim, the vengeance of his Hekal. Jeremiah 50 verse 46 At the sound of Babel's capture, the earth shall be shaken, and the outcry shall be heard among the nations. Again repeated in Revelation. 
Jeremiah 51, verse 6. Flee from the midst of Babel, and let each one save his life. Do not be cut off in her crookedness, for this is the time of the vengeance of Yahweh, the recompense he is repaying her. Jeremiah 51, verses 9 and 10. We would have healed Babel, but she is not healed. Let us leave her and each go to his own land, for her judgment reaches the heavens and is lifted up to the clouds. Jeremiah 51 verse 10 Yahweh has brought forth our righteousness. Come and let us relate in Zion the work of Yahweh, our Elohim. Jeremiah 51 13 You who dwell upon many waters, great in treasures, your end has come, the measure of your greedy gain. Jeremiah 51 44 through 50 And I shall punish Bel in Babel, and I shall make him spew out what he has swallowed, and the nations shall no longer stream to him, even the wall of Babel shall fall. Jeremiah 51:45. Come out of her midst, my people, and let everyone deliver his being from the burning displeasure of Yahweh. And lest your heart grow faint, and your fear the report heard in the land, for a report Report shall come in one year, and after that in another year a report shall come, and violence in the land, ruler against ruler. Therefore see, the days are coming that I shall bring punishment on the carved images of Babel, and all her land shall be put to shame, and all her slain shall fall in her midst, and the heavens and the earth and all that is in them shall shout for joy over Babel. For the ravagers shall come to her from the north, declares Yahweh. As Babel is to fall for the slain of Israel, so for Babel the slain of all the earth shall fall. Jeremiah 51.50 You who have escaped the sword, go away, do not stand still. Remember Yahweh from afar, and let Jerusalem come to your heart. Consider this video as the shofar having been blown, especially if you live in what may be the end times Babel. Please help blow this shofar by liking this video on YouTube and sharing it on your social media. You can also visit our website for more videos and podcasts like this one. Remember, this is not a time to fear, but a time to rejoice for our redemption draws nigh. Once we see these things begin to come to pass, blessings and shalom to all of you and everyone in your homes. And please, again, visit our website at www.hiswordheals.com for all of our videos and podcasts and free books and a free CD. I want to end today's program with the time that we have left by playing a portion of our audio CD, which you can find for free on our website at www.hiswordheals.com. This tract of the CD is called Fear Not and reminds us of many of our Abba's promises and that we should not fear. Exodus 14.13 And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh. Deuteronomy 1.21 Fear not, neither be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31.6 Fear not, nor be afraid of them. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Deuteronomy 31.8 Yahweh goes before you, will be with you, and will not fail or forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Joshua 10.25 Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. 2 Kings 6.16 Fear not. 2 Chronicle 20.17 
See the salvation of Yahweh with you. Fear not, for Yahweh will be with you. Job 11, 14 and 15 Thou shalt be steadfast and shalt not fear. None shall make thee afraid. Psalms 27, 1 through 4 Yahweh is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Yahweh is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Psalms 56.4 In Elohim I have put my trust, I will not fear. Psalms 118.6 Yahweh is on my side, I will not fear. Isaiah 41.10 Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy Elohim. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 35, 4-6 Say to them that are of a fearful heart, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your Elohim will come with vengeance, even Elohim with a recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing.